Welcome to Right Royal Roundup with Carolyn Cash. The show that keeps you updated with what's happening in the world of royalty, from the British royal family through to the aristocracy and current events from around the royal world. Hello and welcome to Right Royal Roundup. I'm Carolyn Cash and coming up later on today's show, Big BBC Blunder, Prince Harry's Knighthood, an update about the Swedish royal wedding and more, so stay tuned. On Right Royal Roundup, time now for a British royal family update. News and views from Buckingham Palace. The Queen has created Prince Harry as a Knight Commander of the Royal Victorian Order. This honour was presented to Prince Harry during a private ceremony at Buckingham Palace, rewarding him for his work representing the Queen at home and overseas. Prince Harry recently returned from a hugely successful tour of New Zealand, following previous ones on the Queen's behalf to the Caribbean and the Middle East. Prince Harry also finished one month's secondment with the Australian Army, working with soldiers in the Northern Territory, Western Australia and in Sydney, just before preparing to finish his military career and to focus on public duty. The Knight Commander of the Royal Victorian Order, or KCVO, was founded in 1896 by Queen Victoria. Its members meet at a service at St George's Chapel in Windsor Castle every four years. Kensington Palace has tweeted a photograph of Prince Harry's new insignia, which he will now be able to wear alongside his army medals on formal occasions. We have a screenshot on our webpage with this week's show. Other members of the order include the Duchess of Cornwall, the Earl and Countess of Wessex, the Duke and Duchess of Kent and the Duke and Duchess of Gloucester. Visit Right Royal Roundup on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Right Royal Roundup. Or you can check out our website, rightroyalroundup.com.au. Only one week to go until the royal wedding in Sweden, when Prince Carl Philip marries Sophia Hellquist at the Royal Palace in Stockholm. According to sources, the royal couple had met at one of Stockholm's hottest nightclubs in 2009 and recently gave an interview last Monday with the TT News Agency. They started going out in 2013 and Prince Carl Phillips said his fiancée was very down-to-earth and had a delightful outlook on life. Sophia's first impression of the prince was not much different and said he was a very humble and kind person. Sophia had said she felt very nervous when she met the rest of the royal family. After the wedding, Sophia will be known as Her Royal Highness Princess Sophia, Duchess of Varmland. The Swedish national pastry team, who is one of the world's top pastry teams in the world, has been appointed to make the wedding cake. The Earl and Countess of Wessex will be representing Queen Elizabeth II at the wedding. For any royal information heard on today's show, check us out at rightroyalroundup.com.au. William, as president of the Football Association, has weighed in into the FIFA issue, saying there was a huge disconnect between the sense of fair play and allegations of corruption. He said it was time to tackle the corruption and to put sport first, 
and for FIFA to clean up its act. The Prince said he would have to speak to the missus about bringing his son Prince George to his first football match when interviewed ahead of the FA Cup final. At this stage, Prince George is nearly two years old. Prince William says he hopes George and Charlotte will support his team, Aston Villa, when they grow older, but he says he will allow his children to make up their own minds. Aston Villa played against Arsenal at Wembley Stadium and lost 0-4, much to Prince William's huge disappointment, as he presented the cup to the winning team. According to reports last month, one Arsenal fan, Charlie Pearce, had even written to the Queen to obtain tickets for himself and his friend when he failed to buy tickets through the traditional means. However, Buckingham Palace's senior correspondent officer had sent this reply. Your request for the Queen to help you get tickets for yourself and your friend Leo Murphy has been very carefully noted. However, I am afraid that this is not a matter in which Her Majesty would be able to assist you. Charlie Pierce said it had been worth a try. Welcome to Right Royal Roundup with Carolyn Cash. Now crossing live to the throne. The BBC has apologised after one of its journalists sent out a tweet saying the Queen was dead, especially after Her Majesty had visited the King Edward VII Hospital for a pre-scheduled check-up on Wednesday the 3rd of June. The journalist, Amen Kawaja, has deleted the tweet and since apologised by saying it was a false alarm. However, the Queen was very much alive as she attended the Women's Institute annual general meeting at the Albert Hall in London, celebrating their centenary. Princess Anne and Sophie, Countess of Wessex, also attended and helped the Queen cut the centenary cake. Both Princess Anne and the Countess of Wessex, like the Queen and the Duchess of Cornwall, are members of the Women's Institute. According to sources, the Duchess of Cambridge is interested in joining a local branch near Amna Hall. If so, it could give the organisation a huge publicity boost. The Women's Institute was formed in 1915 to rejuvenate rural communities during World War I and to encourage women to produce food to help combat German naval blockades. It is now the largest women's voluntary group in the United Kingdom with more than 200,000 members. The Duchess of Cornwall hosted a garden party for the Women's Institute at Buckingham Palace earlier this week where she met six of Britain's best-known members, the Calendar Girls. The Queen's cousin, Princess Alexandra, the Countess of Wessex and the Duchess of Gloucester also attended. The women from the Rylestone and District Women's Institute in North Yorkshire famously appeared nude, with their modesty preserved by discreetly placed props in a fundraising calendar in 1999. It inspired countless imitations and raised millions of pounds for leukaemia and lymphoma research. Their story was immortalised in the movie Calendar Girls, which starred Helen Mirren and Julie Walters. This time, everyone kept their clothes on. The six original Calendar Girls wore trademark black dresses, strings of pearls and a single sunflower in memory of John Baker, who grew the flower and inspired their story. That's all we have for this week. Thanks for joining us and we look forward to your company again next week. Remember, if you're driving long distances over the Queen's birthday long weekend, Drive safely and remember to stop for breaks every couple of hours. You've been listening to Right Royal Roundup with Carolyn Cash. Tune in next week for more of the latest royal news from around the world. And don't forget to like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Right Royal Roundup or visit our website, rightroyalroundup.com.au.